the volume. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. There's a lot of reasons. It's America's number one sportsbook. Incredibly easy to use. Super safe. Totally secure. Super fast payouts in as quick as two hours. You're not going to get that anywhere. Also, same game parlay bets. Live betting. It's the best. Hey, if you're new... Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I did it in 15 seconds. Get started now. Sign up. Please use the promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Please use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up. All right, my buddy Matt Mosley has been covering the Cowboys for over a decade. You know... I watched Jimmy Garoppolo today, and, I, and I've defended Jimmy Garoppolo more than once. And I always say, what do you want from your quarterback? Not everybody can throw like Herbert or Mahomes. Not everybody can run like Kyler or Russell Wilson. But I do judge my quarterbacks on how are they in crisis? How are they if they don't have a great running game? How are they with a limited clock? Do they hit their layups? Do they get their six or eight layups a game? And I think Garoppolo is just two magnificent drives to win it on the road against the Bengals. And I watched Dak. Dak's record is 6-17 and 17 when he doesn't get 100 yards rushing. I thought he missed his layup throws. I thought, I thought, Matt, he really struggled. Something doesn't feel right to me. And what's your, what's your takeaway on that? Well, I, I think that's accurate. And, and as far as something doesn't feel right, and it hasn't for some time now, 
and we keep waiting for him to kick it back in. And so that's how the question started this past week for Jerry Jones. Is he hurt? Do you think something's wrong? Jerry, who has been protecting quarterbacks for years, basically blamed everything on the wide receivers. and said, well, they're just running the wrong routes. To your point, Colin, today he was the one you, you, you point to quarterbacks in crisis. He caused the crisis. Yes. He caused the chaos. And this quarterback, you know, when you go into another stratosphere pay wise, um, the stakes go up. The credit, the criticism, and and by the way, he the he had enjoyed sort of an extended honeymoon. It, it, this new, I think everybody was excited for him. He's the leader, and he's a mess right now. And that interception he threw to suddenly, I mean, think about that, Colin. You, you were watching several games, but you look over at that game. That's probably a game that you pretty much put away at halftime, and then suddenly you look up at four and a half minutes and go, wait, what, okay. Now it's that's weird. It's 27-14. And and he throws a pick six and it's 27-20. And and they get the ball back, Washington football team. And if the guy doesn't drop the ball, they got a total chance to go down there and tie that game. Um, I think he's I think he may be hurt. I, I think something, I think it's like I, I I and there are people who've been watching him for years, and I'm talking about scouts and those types of folks right now that truly think something is wrong with him, whether it be the calf strain, the shoulder, he's not himself. So not only has he lost confidence, but he's making extremely poor decisions to the point where I thought it was crazy that they had him even throw a pass. You go, well, wait, it's a naked naked boot, and he's supposed to be an elite quarterback. I've, I've got like a complete lack of trust in him. And Colin, I... I don't understand why the coaches don't like, why are the coaches still trusting him when he continues to show them what he is? And right now he's a mess. I always, I always kind of feel there's, there's two bags of money for quarterbacks. There's the big bag and that's the obvious stuff. That's the Brady, the, the Mahomes, the Herbert's going to get it. The Josh Allen's Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. We all know the big bad guy. Um, I, I thought there was a lot of pressure it was interesting watching, especially the young media, that 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 Dak somehow deserved. He somehow deserved the big bag. And my takeaway was always, well, he's not a big bag quarterback, but um, his. My concern was always his intangibles are better than his tangibles. He simply doesn't throw a great football, and and what happens with that is that he can get streaky and he can get hot. But when you add an injury, when you add a lack of a running game, when you add sometimes a little pressure, then a very average thrower becomes a bad thrower. And I think to your point, I think he's banged up. I think both running backs are banged up. And whereas a Josh Allen can literally go toe to toe with Brady without a running game, that's not who Dak is. And right now, Dak needs everything sort of aligned and it's not aligned right now. That's what I saw. And I'm just listening to you say that. Do you realize they could show up with a 12 and five record and be right around the number two seed? And we could be thinking this is just really not a good football team. Like this is a very uneven. That's where when you look at the schedule, they they could they could end up there. They're sitting at it. 
Yeah. They, they're in a court. They're in a division with average quarterbacks. And when mm-hmm. healthy between Micah Parsons, Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, that is an incredibly athletic defensive front. So let's be let's not let's not say Dallas is um, lacking talent. I think their defensive front when healthy is as rangy and as athletic as Tampa's was at the end of last year. I really do. I think Randy Gregory's unblockable. I think Michael Parsons is the defensive player of the year. Demarcus Lawrence is at one point we thought he was overpaid, but he's super athletic. Um, I, I, there's a reason. Here's the thing. When you go 12 and five, we think you have to be led by your quarterback. But the truth is they're not. They're led by their defensive front. When it's healthy, their running game in their defensive front is, is the key to the team. Is that fair? It is right now, but I mean, listen to what you're saying. I mean, think about where all the money is. You always follow the money and keep up with these contracts, and you've got a huge money wide receiver, big money quarterback, big money tailback, three guys that have been paid on the O-line, and so you've put all your money on that side, and and it's just it's just funny to think that I think you're right. I think they're led by their defense. The only scary thing about that is we've seen it happen before where a defense can carry a team. But there's think about their non offensive touchdowns this year. I think they have seven of those. <laughs> they had a scoop and score today yeah. from Doris Armstrong. That's not a real sustainable thing. We've seen great defenses, and we always point to, you know, whatever the Ravens of 2000. Well, last year, the Dolphins got so many special teams and defensive touchdowns. It's not Mm -hmm. sustainable. I don't think it is either. And and I think that's why most people think maybe Dak. I probably hold him in a little higher regard than you do, because I do think more than streakiness. But I thought you made a really um, uh, interesting point. The intangibles are so far off the charts, but it's like you can't. It's great to go. Well, this guy could run for president. Well, there's a lot of people that present extremely well. He's one of them. But then your message gets hollow when you you're standing up there and the team loves you, but you throw two backbreaking interceptions. I mean, think about how dead that Washington football team was. They're 24 to three and they're a mess. And the Heineke's awful. At one point, I looked down on the Fox screen and he's five for 19. You don't, you don't see that in high school football in Texas. You don't see that in college football. You don't see a five for 19 yeah. quarterback in the NFL because there's so many easy throws to make. And that guy was five for 19. You know, what's really bothersome, if you're a Cowboy fan and just watch the Cowboys, you missed out on unbelievable quarterback play today. Herbert was amazing. Tom Brady in the first half was unbelievable. Josh Allen in the second. Mahomes was outstanding. Joe Burrow was fantastic. Garoppolo, the come from behind win on the road. There was some really high end quarterback play. So as you sat, I have to watch all these games. As you sit and watch, Russell Wilson played well as well. If, if you sat and watched these seven, eight, nine quarterbacks and Stafford and Kyler Murray play tomorrow and Aaron Rodgers plays tonight. So three of the top seven, eight in the league didn't play. What was disturbing to watch was how much better Burrow and Garoppolo and Herbert and how easier they threw it and how more, much more comfortable they were when, with Dak. So I, I, I'm sitting here all afternoon watching these quarterbacks play and 
it, it, it was really impressive quarterback play from a lot of the guys in this league that get criticized. And Dak was as inartistic as anybody on a winning team. He was the worst quarterback on a winning team. Is it that? That's what I saw. Yeah, what is he? Twenty-two for thirty-nine for two hundred eleven yards and two picks. And and I I appreciate you pointing out, by the way, you know how uh, how more you know much more entertaining my life could be watching all these other quarterbacks <laughs> and not stuck watching these Cowboys my whole career. I'd love to watch all these other performances. Listen. So, what do we look at schedule wise for the Cowboys? What is your gut feeling going forward over the next month? Well, they play the Giants, so you know that feels like a win. I, the only game that um, would trouble you is against Arizona. They've had some moments this year, even in that first game against Tampa Bay, where they played you know pretty well against better teams. I mean, they should. I mean, against good teams, I should yeah. say. They beat. Now that was before we knew what the Patriots have sort of turned into as of, of late, but now that win on the road looks better. I just think I think they're in a bad way. I think they're lost on offense right now. But but they're in such a poor division that they're going to be able to even if they limped home, they're going to limp home at eleven and six. That's yeah. limping home. Yeah, they could. I mean, they could finish thirteen and four, and we'd be like, eh? what do they? What do you think? The seventeen game thing really throws me off. I really have to stop and think about how these things, how these schedules come out. But Colin, I think um, if they finish thirteen and four, we'll be back to saying they're going to go to the Super yeah. Bowl. Well, if they if they finish thirteen and four, it will be largely because the running backs got healthy and the defense remained healthy. I think they're very viable when healthy in the backfield and the defensive front. They're an excellent team. They're just not good enough to overcome injuries in those two units because Dak's not as special enough. That's that is correct. Where they're special is on defense and somebody that you became enamored with quickly. I mean, I'm, I'm going to early on in his career. Parsons ha- is now taking over the league. Oh, he's incredible. And um, and that's a wild thing to watch is a young guy like that. Just just completely take over. And it hasn't happened with the Cowboys in a long, long time. And uh, Strahan was comparing him to DeMarcus Ware, but honestly, he's more versatile than Ware ever thought about being. NFL season is approaching the final stretch. FanDuel Sportsbook has a little something different to offer during this weekend's matchup between the Bucks and the Saints. FanDuel's given new customers 25 to 1 odds on any touchdown scored in the game any that means you win 150 bucks on a five dollar bet so saints versus the buccaneers buccaneers minus 11 let's go with leonard Fournette scores a touchdown how about that any touchdown scored in the game i'm going with leonard Fournette. listen same game parlays money line bets touchdown scores fanduel's the number one rated sportsbook app in america just sign up, promo code Colin, this week before Sunday night's matchup. Win $125 in a $5 bet. Remember to use the promo code Colin. They know we sent you exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbookfanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 
Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789 or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. A much bigger range than most grills. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Utilize the smoke boost setting to intensify that smoky flavor. Direct flame cooking creates searing, crisping, and browning. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You'll cook on two levels at the same time so you can make enough for everyone. Then clean up quick with the pull and clean grease and ash management system at the front of the grill. Cook confidently with intuitive digital controls at the grill and enjoy the sleek, easy-to-use surface. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net 
or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. With that, let's bring in Mary Kay Cabot, longtime Browns beat writer for Cleveland.com. And first of all, anybody that has covered the Browns for any length of time deserves not only accolades, uh, but there's there's some sort of um, it's some lifetime achievement award. Uh, you have not always covered the greatest football teams. Often these have been very futile efforts. So, um, but you've been somebody around the country. There's a handful of people that I read virtually everything they write. So um, it's pretty well documented. Um, you know, I've always said I think quarterbacks have to be like presidents, presidential and quarterbackial. Now, there are exceptions. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers uh, appears to like conflict. I think sometimes he's bored. It's um, It motivates him. It keeps him active. Michael Jordan did this. He created villains and rivals that sometimes didn't exist. But Aaron's also a otherworldly talent. Um, and, and I've said this before, I think Aaron creates this drama because he is bored and the game does look easy to him. Uh, Baker creates conflict because sometimes I think of insecurity because of the walk on. Uh, he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I don't think the game is easy for him. And I, I've, I've said this for years, Mary, that I think um, so you have to fall on the sword a lot as a quarterback. Um, you got to take it for the team. And, you know, the old Eli Manning, where he would rarely talk after wins, but was always available to the media after losses. And, and, you know, he's a very mature kid. So I saw a story this week with Baker in which, uh, you know, he said something about uh, relationships and a discomfort. And Kevin Stefanski came out and said, I thought we got along great. And I thought this 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 is another just an agitation. Quarterbacks should be lubricators. Lubricate the room. Fall on the sword. Buy your offensive line watches. Just just make the machine work, right? And I and I didn't want to pick on Baker, but I thought, oh, it's just it's so hard. It's every three weeks there's a moment. So am I overreacting to this moment? Because Stefanski's reaction was, I thought we got along. He was caught off guard. Take me into what what Baker is referring to here, because I tried to read it and I couldn't figure it out. Well, you know, that one is actually kind of tough because uh, Baker could potentially be referring to a lot of things. It's been a very difficult and stressful season for Baker Mayfield. I mean, in the middle of the season, when your star receiver kind of goes rogue and his father comes out and shares a video that makes you look bad and you've got LeBron James joining the free OBJ campaign. I mean, you have to remember, right. right? I mean, you have to remember that, you know, these guys are young and they're human. I mean, these guys are, I, I understand that quarterbacks are held to a different standard, but really deep down inside, they're just normal human beings. And he's pretty young still. So I think a lot of this has been weighing on him all season long. I think uh, the fact that, you know, he is supposed to be trying to take this team to the Super Bowl. That's what the expectations were this year. Then you couple that with the fact that he has uh, he's in basically a contract year, even though he still is under contract through next year for the option year. This was really the year to say, show us what you can do to see if you deserve that blockbuster extension. So all of this stuff is is going on inside of his mind. And at the same time, uh, he suffers a torn labrum in his shoulder. He breaks a bone in there. He's got a heel injury. He's got a knee. So it's just a lot all wrapped into one for him. And I think he has shown some signs of strain 
throughout the season. I do also think that there has been a philosophical disconnect, maybe not huge, uh, maybe not irreconcilable differences, but I do think that there's been a little bit of a philosophical disconnect in the way that the offense is run or the way the games are called for Baker. I think he would love to be aggressive and be the gunslinger and, you know, throw it down the field more and maybe not always rely so much on Nick Chubb and the 13 personnel with the three tight ends. Uh, so I, I just think that uh, that's where that comes in, where there just might be just a little bit of difference of opinion on how best to use him. So what I would counter with is, okay, don't make it public, right? Like Brady had no dinners in 22 years with Belichick. This was not a harmonious relationship uh, in many instances, but some arguments I have with my wife, most of them, <laughs> I'm not doing it at a Christmas party or announcing it at work. There are some things discretion is really important. So if this is true, and I trust your reporting, Baker went public with it. Stefanski, therefore, had to answer for it. And caught in the middle of this is a young, very smart GM named Andrew Barry. Now, Barry, uh, my takeaway, I, I've talked to two executives about this, very respected, very shrewd. The last thing he wants to do is get rid of a coach. I feel like these dominoes, Mary Kay, are adding up that the, the sense is from the outside is that it's just harder than it should be between the coach and the quarterback. There's just too many moments of something said. The coach has to answer for it. The medical staff, he has to answer for. It. Is it fair from my perspective to say, this just looks rocky all the time with this quarterback and this team? Well, it, it didn't feel that way last year. Last year, it felt pretty good to Browns fans, to people inside the building, to Baker, to Kevin Stefanski, when they went 11 and five and they made the playoffs and, and everything was going really well. And, and really Baker didn't necessarily go public with uh, his discontent or, you know, his feeling that the offense isn't what he would like it to be. This, that was more sort of, you know, just me talking to people surrounding him and people that know him and trying to, you know, do the kind of reporting that, that we do. So, um, the only inkling that he gave that that he does have an issue with anything is when he came out after the game, this past game against the Ravens and said, we got conservative. So that was the only time he's ever really let the cat out of the bag or let a little bit of the cat out of the bag. We got conservative. Um, and I don't think that's the first time he has felt that way. I think that's probably uh, the second or third or fourth time that he's felt that way this season. And he just finally set it. And um, so, yeah, so I think, um, again, I don't necessarily think uh, that these are deal breaker issues. And I don't think it's something that, you know, they're butting heads. It's not like that at all. Uh, they have an open line of communication. They, they talk, you see them together and they seem fine from that standpoint. I just think that there's an undercurrent of, hey, I don't know that they're using me right. And, and honestly, I don't even know if the coaching staff has, you know, really, you know, felt that or known that or understood that, you know, maybe until Baker said after the game, we got conservative. 
And I, as I watched Odell Beckham look completely Mary Kay comfortable against Arizona on Monday, he had seven, eight targets. He had six, seven catches. He had a touchdown for the third straight game. He looked really, really comfortable. He beat man coverage. He was open multiple times. I don't think it it doesn't the aesthetics are poor. How does the OBJ thing? Because when his father came out, there were Cleveland players that backed OBJ. I mean, like liked him on Instagram. OBJ, as you know, has always been an incredibly popular player in the National Football League among players. Do you think it felt Monday as I watched him, I thought, it's one thing to be Stephon Diggs and go from productive to super productive. It's another to go from not remotely productive to really quickly productive. The optics are bad to me. Does it feel like that to you at all in Cleveland? Well, it was just a bad fit. It was just a, it was just bad karma and a bad fit almost from the start, right? He didn't want to come here. He didn't want to be traded. Uh, he felt that uh, Dave Gettleman sent him here to die. We know that. Uh, the, you know, the one thing he had going for him coming here was that his best friend Jarvis was here and they, you know, they talked a good game about wanting to win a Super Bowl together here, but it just, it just wasn't good right from the start. He did not want to come here for the offseason program in his first year. Baker and, and Odell did not practice together that whole entire offseason. That did not help matters at all. Uh, but uh, Odell had to wrap his brain around leaving New York and coming to Cleveland, leaving all of his friends really good friends, Saquon and Sterling and, and everybody and leaving the city of New York to come to Cleveland. Right. I mean, think about that. Um, that, that was very, very difficult on him emotionally. And it took such a toll on him that he was not himself for a long time, that whole first year. Then he lands in, you know, Freddie kitchen's world. I mean, it was just so dysfunctional. I mean, it, it was completely yes. dysfunctional. The quarterback room was over there. The receiver room was over here. And I mean, it just, it, you know, it just, it was not a fit and, but they got through it, you know, Jarvis and, and Odell, they got through that weird year and they all worked through it. And then when Kevin Stefanski came in, uh, he made the very smart move of making Odell Beckham Jr. Feel special, feel valued, let him know that, you know, we are going to do everything we can to get the ball in your hands and we know what you are and this is, things are going to change. And they really did try to do that. They did try to do that, but there was still uh, sort of a, that's when Baker Mayfield didn't really know the offense yet. Kevin Stefanski didn't really know how to use him correctly in the beginning of the season. And it still just wasn't a fit. And that's when, uh, you know, Odell suffered the torn ACL. So once again, it, it was just, you know, bad negative sort of vibes going on with Odell and Cleveland. And I, he really tried. He really tried because there were some really good things here. I mean, it's a, the players are amazing. There's a lot of really good guys on the team. Odell would take those young guys under his wing, teach them everything that he knew. Like you said, Odell is very popular in the locker room. I mean, he's oh, yes. hard to beat in the locker room. He gives these guys headphones and Nike, you know, cleats and shoes and sneakers. And, you know, I mean, he, he really is, you know, he's a, you know, he's a gym rat guy's guy, player's player. You know, I mean, he's fun to be around. He dances at practice, gets everybody going. So uh, so it certainly wasn't like players did not like Odell. It's just that there was just it just didn't go well. It just did not go well. The ACL. I mean, who knows how that season would have gone? Maybe it would have gotten better. Maybe not. 
uh, but that wipes them out for that season. And then coming back this year, you know, it just, it got weird. I mean, it just got weird. And if you look at all the times that he has produced only yardage in only the twenties when he was in Cleveland, the number is staggering. It was like once every, I don't know, I, I can't remember the, the math right now, but he had yardage in the twenties all the time in Cleveland. And he only had that happen three times in 59 games in New York. In Cleveland, it was just constant lack of production. Then it turned into lack of targets. And I went to the, you know, the Chargers game and I watched him after the game. And he had uh, he had a lot of friends there. Uh, he had family members that had a, uh, a field side suite. And he had, you know, his mom was there. His dad was there. Uh, his girlfriend was there. He had all kinds of NBA players stopping by. This was before the game. And he wanted to put on a show. LeBron was there. I mean, it was Odell time. And I think he may have got, he, he dropped a pass early. He was pretty hyped up. He dropped a pass early. And Baker lost, I think Baker lost trust in Odell's ability to catch the ball for him. And they just didn't have some kind of connection. One of my theories is the fact that I think sometimes when you have a player that has played his whole entire career with one quarterback, like Odell did with Eli, I think there was an adjustment period, or I thought there was an adjustment period to Baker. Now that I'm seeing him with Matt Stafford, now I'm thinking, okay, well, that theory kind of goes out the window. It was just a, a disconnect between Baker and Odell. And, and he sat on a bench after that game with his head down. And it was a road trip and you can't really spend too much time, you know, hanging out on the field, but he did. He just sat there with his head down on that field. And I knew then that it was basically over, that it was over, that he, he knew that this was not going to get better for him. And so it didn't surprise me as they went along and, you know, in the next week and uh, what happened happened, but it just, and, and, you know, the other thing real quick is that they tried, these two tried to make it work this, this off season, they spent time together. Uh, you know, Baker's wife got to know Odell's girlfriend. Odell did things he usually doesn't do in the off season, like go to Austin, Texas for Camp Mayfield. I mean, that's not Odell. I mean, he's usually all over the country, but he did it and he tried and, and Baker tried. Um, Odell also went out to Montana with, you know, Baker and Jarvis and Austin Hooper and just a couple of guys and on, uh, on Memorial Day weekend before the season. So they made an effort to develop this relationship and it just didn't work on the field. And now I think you can see that Odell is the the amazing receiver that we thought he was. He, he is still that. Yeah. If, um, you know, sometimes I'll go down kind of the, the, the rabbit hole of Cleveland Brown Twitter because I do like to hear local radio and how kind of the perspective in kind of the belly of, of the beast. And um, I think in the last six weeks, I've been the more moderate voice on some of this stuff. Um, there's been a lot of negative Mayfield reaction by talk show hosts and media. So give me a little update today. If you, if you did a straw poll on, you took 20 people in the Cleveland sports media where do they stand on Mayfield today? Uh, you know, I think that um, I think it would probably be divided right now, maybe probably right down the middle. I mean, it's easier to get a gauge on how fans feel. And I think that 
that's probably about 50 50 now too i think that 50 wow yeah i think about 50 at least 50 percent of fans are still 100 percent in baker mayfield's corner but i yeah. do sense that i mean it it's grown uh you know to about 50 percent wondering what if he is the guy anymore and some people like really climbing off the bandwagon. But I think that is why Baker Mayfield has taken the gloves off a little bit to say, hey, look, we're getting conservative in certain situations. I think he's saying, I'm hurt. You know, I mean, he's, he he's tough as nails. Okay. This is yes. the thing about yes. Baker Mayfield. Nobody can ever argue with this about Baker Mayfield. He is tough as nails. Never wants to come out for a play. Never wants to miss a game. I know this is killing him that he is probably going to sit out this game. And unless he gets some kind of a Christmas miracle, he's not going to be going to be able to play against the Raiders. And I know that's killing him because he wanted to come back and get this team into the playoffs. And he had a better game against the, against the Ravens, at least in the first half. And then again, he feels like the second half, he's trying to tell people it wasn't me. We got conservative, right? Like I, I wanted to score 20 points in the second half. Uh, so I think now he's trying to say, you know, look, and, and he's not he's not beating the drum too loudly about all this stuff, but I think he's trying to explain why some things have gone for him the way they have this season. Yeah, he's, def he's defending himself. He's defending his brand, his personality. He has a right to do that. All right, Chad Millman, Action Network, CCO, Chief Content Officer. I had a crappy week. I've had a crappy year. I've said I had the best college year of my life. I'm having a terrible NFL year, probably around 35, 40%. So I'm going to start going. I'm going to go with my strongest bets. You ready to go? I love it. By the way, my two strongest bets last week, Bills, Browns, both lost. Um, Tough ones. I and know. They, they, look, I love them both. Uh you're not alone in having a hard year. Uh, like people are going to give you crap about it just because it's you. But favorites are just winning at crazy percentages. And most of the time, people who do this on a day-to-day -day basis, they win by betting ugly dogs. Yeah. And though that, that Bills game and that Browns game are perfect examples of what happens when you feel like you're on the right side, but you miss a 41-yard field goal. A team misses an extra point. A team goes for it and then doesn't make the, the two-point conversion, but then does later in the game. Or the team fights back. They miss their third and two fade. They have to kick a field goal. And then the team scores a cover-scoring touchdown in overtime. Those things happen. Like Over the long haul, if you continue to bet the sides that you bet, you're a long-term winner. I just want to say that. All right, I'm going to take the Ravens plus four hosting Green Bay. Green Bay is off a divisional rival, big game, big TV game. Baltimore is top five in defense, top five in third down defense, top five in red zone defense. Green Bay settles for some field goals. Green Bay wins close. I take the Ravens sharper square. Sharp play. This is the definition of professional betting. The bookmakers, they are begging you to bet the Ravens. They, they know every bet is going to flow in on Green Bay. 90% of the bets right now are flowing in on Green Bay. You don't know if Lamar Jackson is playing. The Ravens are struggling. So you're betting two things if you're here if you're a sharp, right? One, you're betting regression for the Packers. They have been playing at an out of this world level against the spread even on Sunday night, right? They were 12 and a half point favorites on Sunday night. They were down 10 nothing. 
When they were down 10 nothing, the live line on this game was Packers minus three. I bet the Packers minus three. A buddy of mine called me as it got close to halftime. I think at that point, the Packers maybe were down 24-14 or something like that. And he's like, I, I had the Packers minus 12 and a half in my Survivor League in my, in, in, uh, my pool this week. I, th- I don't think I'm going to win it. I'm like, guy, Packers are going to win this game going away. I'm going to bet. And the Packers did just that. They covered the 12 and a half. They covered every live line. It was no problem. So number one, you're betting a little bit of regression against a very good defense. Two, you're betting what Lamar Jackson will play and that you're getting the top of the market on the Ravens as home dogs. Because as soon as it's announced that he is, the line's going to come down. The line tells me to take the Colts minus two and a half with the Patriots. That's what it tells me to do. And so my gut feeling, because outside of this year, you know, I've hit about 55, 56% of my games in pros. So I would take the Colts minus two and a half because the line's telling me to take that side. I don't know if it's sharp or square, but could you explain which side is sharp and why so? It's the Colts. Um, And... This line opened at minus one. It is the definition of a pros Joe's game. So when I just talked about the Broncos and the Bengals, I said money on the Broncos, bets on the Bengals. Bets come in in $10 increments. It's the squares who say, I'm putting $10 on this time. And then another, another square comes in, I'm putting $20. So you don't always get money in bets equal to each other. And that's how books break these things down by percentages. The money is indicative of here's 10 dimes. A dime is worth $1,000 when bettors are putting that money down, right? That's the, that's the vernacular. Uh, a nickel is $500. A dime is $1,000. Here's 10 dimes. Here's two nickels. Here's whatever it is. The big money is coming in on the Colts here. The bets are coming in on the Patriots. That's all you need to know. If you want to know the reasons why, you've got a dominant run team in the Colts, number one in yards per carry, number two in overall rushing yards. By the way, the Eagles, number one in, yard, in, in overall rushing yards, number two in yards per carry. The Colts are playing a middling to bottom third in the league rush defense. The, the, the wise guys are looking at who the Patriots have beaten and the circumstances in which they've won, and they just don't respect it. And they feel like it's ma- their line is massively overinflated right now. So if you were getting the Colts at less than a field goal, uh, you have to take them. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.